Hi, and welcome back to Watch Once Never Again, the podcast where we bullshit for a long time before we even start recording. I'm Dax. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mary Beth. (laughs) I've killed Mary Beth once again. It's my goal for each episode. (laughs) Once again, every time, every time you get me. But yeah, hi, I'm Mary Beth. (laughs) My humor's all I have, really. Because I look like Danny DeVito, so it's like either be funny or like no one likes me. <laughs> Aww, but Danny DeVito's a sweet man. Yeah, and he's funny. Imagine if he wasn't. True. Just something no. to think about. From me, from me to you. Aw, thanks. <laughs> I think that I might be taller than Danny DeVito. That's a fun oh, fact. Oh, really? Is 4'10", so I am. How tall are you? Let's not go into details. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like, maybe 5'2". Okay. Probably. Okay, so you've got like a couple inches on him. It really just depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait till I meet you. I cannot wait to meet you and just, it be very fun. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Sometimes I'll be out like doing my little errands and i'll see someone who's about your height and i'm like okay this is what it's gonna look like (laughs) so i can prepare myself now oh my god mentally prepare yourself (laughs) yes (laughs) when i come stomping over So what what did you what did you pick for this week? This week I picked the James Wan classic Saw, of course, since we're doing Torture Porn-tober. This felt like the right time to do this one since we already did Hostel. So, we are talking about Saw, which I have not revisited in a while. So Really? Yeah. Like yeah. how long? Years. Wow. Years? How many times have you seen it? Not that many. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I don't know why either. Like, I don't... I like Saw. Like, I like it a lot. This I like this one a lot. I just don't know why I haven't... It's not a movie that I really think of when I want to, like, go back and watch a horror movie. It's not always... Saw is not always my go-to, I guess. Yeah, I get it. Wait, before, how many times... Wait, how many times have you seen it? Many? <laughs> I I really... I, I, I don't even know how many. Like, so many times. Mm. Like... Do you watch I, like, it with, countless. Like, by yourself or with friends? It's like, it's usually either it's just on or my ex-fiance, um, her favorite franchise is Saw. So, like, we would watch this oh, a lot. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Like, the people, yeah. like, Steve has seen it, but he isn't, like, a huge fan of it. And the people that I hang out with, like, in person aren't big horror people. So it's hard mm. to get them to watch things with me. And Saw is not going to be one of the things that they will <laughs> watch with me. Which, you know, I guess we could talk about that, but that is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see it. I watch it all different ways. I, I It seems to be just on a lot of the time. Like, or back in, in the, remember Cable? It used to just be on, I feel like. Which is so weird that this is a movie that was on Cable. But I know, I remember you, I, I can't even remember what channel, but I do remember that. But okay, sorry. I should read the synopsis for this movie before we get too far into it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, James Wan directed this. It's from 2004. Here's the synopsis. <clears throat> Photographer Adam Stanhite, that's his last name. Oh. 
Um, photographer Adam Stanhite awakens in a dilapidated bathtub with his ankle chained to a pipe. Across the room is, oncolo- is oncologist Dr. Lawrence Gordon with the corpse of an apparent suicide victim between them holding a revolver and a micro cassette recorder. Both men find a tape in their pockets and Adam retrieves the recorder. Adam's tape urges him to escape while Gordon's while Gordon's tape tells him to kill Adam by six o'clock or his wife and Allison, his wife, his wife, his wife, Allison and daughter Diana <laughs> will be killed. Adam, sorry, just reading this is really fucking funny. Adam finds a bag containing two hacksaws inside the toilet, <laughs> which they then <laughs> try to use to cut through their chains. But yeah, Adam's saw breaks. Saw, you get it? <clears throat> Gordon. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> Gordon realizes the saws are meant for their feet um, and identifies the, their captor as the jigsaw killer, a serial killer testing his victim's will of survival through murderous contraptions referred to as games, whom Gordon knows because of because he was once a suspect. <laughs> Five months prior, Gordon, while discussing the terminal brain cancer patient, brain cancer of a patient named John Kramer. He's interrogated by detectives David Tapp and Stephen Singh, who found his pen light at one of Jigsaw's um, games slash crime scenes. Gordon's alibi cleared him, but he agreed to view the testimony of heroin addict Amanda Young, the only known survivor of one of Jigsaw's traps. After Gordon's release, Tapp and Singh found Jigsaw's warehouse using the videotape from Amanda's game. There, they apprehend Jigsaw and save a man from a trap, but Jigsaw escapes after Singh triggers a shotgun trap in the hallway that kills him. In the present, Allison and Diana are being held captive at home as their captor watches Adam and Dr. Gordon through a hidden camera. The house is simultaneously being watched by Tap, having been discharged from the police after Singh's death, and he has become obsessed with the Jigsaw case. He convinced that Gordon is the killer. Meanwhile, Gordon finds a box containing two cigarettes, a lighter, and a one-way cell phone. Recounting his abduction in a parking garage by a pig-masked figure who also captured Adam as well after the latter recalls his own abduction when he found a puppet in his photo development room. Allison, held at gunpoint, calls her husband and warns him not to trust Adam. He admit Adam admits to Gordon that he was paid by Tap to spy on him and reveal his knowledge of Gordon's affair with one of his medical students. And that is where Gordon was the night he was abducted and the reason why he's being tested. Adam finds a photo of Allison and Diana's captor, who Gordon identifies as Zepp Hindle, and orderly at his hospital. Once the clock strikes six, Zepp, seeing that Gordon has still not managed to kill Adam, moves to murder Allison and Dana. But Allison frees herself and fights him. The struggle attracts Tap's attention and he saves Allison and Diana before chasing Zepp to the sewers, where he is shot in the chest after a brief fight. Gordon, only aware of the gunshots and screaming, is shocked and loses reach of the cell phone. Desperation, he saws off his foot, (coughs) shoots Adam with the corpse's revolver. Uh, Zepp enters the bathroom to kill Gordon, but Adam, having survived the gunshot wound, bludgeons up to death with the toilet tank lid, as you do. Gordon crawls out of the bathroom to find help. Adam searches Zepp's body for a key and finds another tape, revealing that Zepp was just another victim of Jigsaw Jigsaw and his games, and he wanted to follow the rules to obtain an antidote for a slow-acting poison he was given. The tape ends as the corpse rises and is revealed to be Kramer, the real Jigsaw killer. He reveals to Adam that the key to his ankle chain was in the bathtub, and it went down the train when he first woke up. Horrified, 
Adam attempts to shoot Kramer with Zepp's gun, but Kramer electrically shocks him through his chain and exits the bathroom before shutting off the lights and sealing the door, leaving a screaming and helpless Adam to die. I love that score. That score at the God. It is so fucking good. When that fucking kicks in at the end, when they get oh iconic like i had obviously knew that was coming but i was making dinner while i was finishing it i was like chopping knives chopping knives chopping onions and he got (laughs) up and i was like i was just like waving the knife in the air and steve's like what the fuck are you doing because i have my headphones on and i was like nothing (laughs) i was just like this is such a fucking iconic ending of a movie like i have not like i said i have not seen this in a long time and i forgot just like how good that ending that ending scene is (laughs) And it's every time. It's good every, every time. time. It is every iconic. Time. It's iconic. This movie is incredible. I'm just going to say it off the bat. I actually had a lot of problems with it this time. When oh, I was really? Really Oops. paying attention to it. Yeah, but I do still really like it. I I, I mean, come on. Like, the acting is... <laughs> I will say, the acting is horrific. <laughs> Gary Ellis is that, not good That was one of the problems. <laughs> He's so bad. I say incredible because I love. The, I guess when I'm saying incredible, I mean the construction is really smart. Like I forgot how this movie mm-hmm. isn't really just about two guys in a dirty fucking bathroom. It's like this whole. It is a puzzle, and so I just I really ap- appreciated the construction of the whole thing and how complicated it was. I just never. I don't think I ever totally gave it the credit it deserved for just how complicated and cool and the story is for this movie and that fucking reveal again that reveal i agree like it's i that's why i still love it like i do have problems with it the acting is really questionable (laughs) at best uh They're, for both of them, you can hear both of their accents like pretty clearly oh so so james wan directed this lee wanell is in it. He is Adam. And he also wrote the script with Juan, correct? Is that right? Am I right yes. about that? Did he write the script? Yeah. So they wrote the script together and then he's in it. And uh They're both Aust- like James Wan and Lee Wan L, they're both Australian. Yes. Australian. Um <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie Owis is from somewhere. I think he's British. Well, we all know how yeah, to he's struggle with, <laughs> with that. Yeah, he's br- yeah, he was born in 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 London. Uh, okay, I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not sure that that accent was London, <laughs> like that you just did. Oh no, it wasn't. It was nothing. It was bullshit. Was <laughs> I don't Jamaica. even know. What- <laughs> Remember that Vine where they have her do a Jamaican accent? No, have you seen? That. Were you a Vine? Per- were you a Vine person? I don't. You weren't a Vine person, were you? I wasn't on Vine, but I I enjoyed the vines that I'd see. Oh God, you didn't see that? They're, they're like, oh Jamaican, and she tries to do the a Jamaican accent, and it's the most like horrific. It's just it's. <laughs> no, I don't. I have to that. send it to you. I'm so sorry. I know we're like mid recording, but <laughs> yes. Okay, Jesse good. Nelson from Little Mick. Is that from? Is she from Little Mick? Yeah, it's. Yeah. Wait, we were talking about it's her, her last week. It's Jesse Nelson. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, I'm sending to you on Twitter. Okay. Listeners, we will share what this is. 
Like the first like couple seconds are the best part. You'll know. <laughs> I'm already left waiting. Nothing happened yet. <laughs> Just seeing her like look so serious. Okay. Okay. Let me. Okay. <laughs> That's it. It's it's only and the first couple. Said it was good. <laughs> he said that was really good, Perry. Bitch, no, it wasn't. Oh, I loved that. Thank you. I. It's just so funny. <laughs> okay. Woo. Oh man. Like, Wait. like, what is she even saying? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was just gonna say Ballark. real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> there I <laughs> there was a part in Halloween Kills that made me laugh <laughs> so hard I couldn't stop laughing. I was actually worried. And it was a crying <laughs> Do you know what part it is? No, I don't I don't I don't I don't. I could not. It made me laugh so hard and I don't think it was on purpose. Which but part? It's <laughs> it the part where Michael goes after the older, like, interracial couple, and the guy opens I'm the sorry, door. I'm sorry, Marty laughing! <laughs> the guy opens the door, and Michael, like, punches <laughs> out, and the guy, like, screams. And his scream made me laugh so hard. I couldn't stop. And then, and then he closes the door, and his wife is like, what do you think you want? And he's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> that was really his scream was so funny. I don't know if that was on purpose, but it was really funny. <coughs> oh, man. I'm crying right now. Hold on. I am too. Oh. Oh, anyway, Saul. So... <laughs> Why are we like this? Oh, I'm crying. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Um. So here's something that I want to say. I'm going to be controversial yet brave. <laughs> okay. Jigsaw is uh-huh. a massive incel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with it, but that's not as controversial I as I thought it was going to be. No, it's <laughs> not controversial. you were saying it was hot or something. I was like, oh, oh God, oh. no. Actually, um, <laughs> I mean, respect, but no. <laughs> my, my ex-girlfriend and girlfriend is like, we were like children so whatever yeah. but she thought he was so hot i was like i'm calling oh. the cops <laughs> nine one <laughs> fucking one what the fuck i know one time i met him <clears throat> and with my ex-fiance who like i said this was her favorite franchise and he fucking stared at her tits the whole time and it made me really mad oh, and i was like hello and then he like <laughs> popped up <laughs> And he was like, Hello? "Oh, I was just, I was just admiring uh, your necklace there." I was like, "Uh, okay." Like he said that to her. And I was like, "All right, yeah." So now when I see him, I'm like, "Oh, you're like a creep." Should I be talking about that on the podcast? I that's up to you. I feel like you should, but I don't know. Every time I look at him, that's what I think of. I'm like, "What?" Lots of problems with that there, but. 
I'll just leave it at that. Okay, so why is Jigsaw an incel? Tell me more. When I was watching it this time, I was like, oh my god, what a fucking loser. Like, (laughs) like, he's so self-righteous and, like, first of all, hypocritical. Because the whole thing is like, oh, like, the cops are like, he's not really a killer. He puts tests people but there's people in this that he's testing where i'm like what was the test and how were they gonna get out of it right like adam is a great example what even was he being tested for like can anyone tell me i i was i I was thinking the same thing adam like adam's arc i didn't quite understand like obviously he is he was getting paid by the detective to take photos of gordon Mm. to get shit on him but like what I, yeah i don't know i was i was confused about what the test was what he was supposed to do to 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 win or like escape exactly like i don't really understand the whole thing cuz obviously gordon had a whole situation but maybe he was just like a pawn you know what i mean like maybe he was never supposed to get out but therein lies the problem because you know oh. uh, jigsaw is supposedly only choosing people who need to better appreciate life so he wants them to get out of the traps or so mm. he claims but there's people like adam who it's like adam could not get out of the trap so his his like trap i guess technically was that he woke up in water and wasn't supposed to let the key fall but like how was he supposed to know that like also anybody waking up in water would do that yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you haven't gotten any kind of like intro to like the, the circumstances here. So like, he wouldn't know. So you were just gonna kill he was gonna die the whole time. It was like that. The, I don't know. Right. So that's, that's hypocrisy right there. And maybe he was like, being targeted for being a, a voyeur or something. But it's like, that's really rich coming from you, Jigsaw. Like, you're literally pretending to be dead in the middle of the room just so you can watch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and just like, on top of it, just being so self-righteous. And it's like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry that you have cancer. I don't want you to have that. But at the same time, it's not everybody else in the world's fault that you have that. And you don't need to like go on this little crusade targeting all these people who are just like doing the best they can or maybe not doing the best they can what the fuck do you care you're gonna have cancer either way (laughs) right it's true i don't know wow he seems like a like a a hardline kid that i would avoid at the show (laughs) yeah i guess there like isn't much of an explanation for why he's doing what he's doing in this in this one right right like, we know, like, why he chose the people, but there isn't, like, any kind of, like, look into why he does it other than just, like, you guys don't respect life. Right. I'm also, like, not super familiar with the other installments of the Saw franchise, just so everybody knows. Like, I've seen one and two, so. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's it fine. It gets really convoluted. Oh, great. Intensely. That's what I've heard. I've heard the lore is weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess they never expected it to get as big as it did. So then they were like, yeah. well, we got to <laughs> make it all fit together, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So actually, so I think one thing I didn't want to talk about with Saul is like where it kind of stands in the the world of torture porn a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how, so obviously, like this is one of the first 
like big torture porn movies. Hostel was the other one. And watching Saw, it's so interesting. I know we talked about this with Hostel. I'm pretty sure it was Hostel. How watching it now, it doesn't really seem that intense and as graphic as I feel like it's remembered. And it's interesting to me to think about like what torture porn was thought of and like what we saw as torture porn versus like what we see now and how much more I feel like gory and nihilistic movies have become in general. Like, I don't know, maybe because I watch a lot of horror movies or like, I don't know, but I feel like Saw is obviously gross, obviously really gory, but God, like it's not as brutal. And I think it's so interesting how torture porn kind of like, has the reputation of being so brutal and it is brutal but at the same time like there's so much more to it like with the nihilism of it that I feel like is kind of overlooked a little bit with torture porn if that makes sense it does I also think you know the same thing like I was thinking especially while watching it for this series um I'm like, it's funny that this one, this movie is the movie that's credited as like kicking off torture porn, really, because it came out a year before Hostel. It's nowhere near as graphic. It it had to be like, uh, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre situation where people saw the marketing and thought that it was bloodier and gorier and like more disgusting than it actually was. Because it's, it's relatively tame. I mean, the grossest stuff that happens, he does cut off his foot, but, like, you don't really see it. You, he, yeah. you see him start to do it. And then it's like, you know, <laughs> Adam digs his hand through <laughs> a, a disgusting toilet. That's nasty. And then, like, you kind of see the traps, but, like, you don't see really anything happen in the traps like i mean i guess you see the aftermath of the guy in the barbed yeah. wire which is another one where it's like how was he supposed to get out of that but like you know what i mean like the, i think the one that probably would have yeah. been the most like torture porn ish is the reverse bear trap and that doesn't happen she is that makes me it's so funny when i look at like stuff what people do for Saw now and how like the the reverse bear trap is such a big image in that movie. It's such a like Drew Barrymore and Scream situation. It's like literally yeah. five minutes, if that. And it's like, it you think it's going to be this huge part of the movie and it's only for a couple minutes. I love it. I love that. I love people who pull that shit. Me too. But yeah, that's like, it's the graph. It's fascinating just like watching this and being like, I never wanted to watch Saw because I was so scared of the gore and I watch it now. I'm like, this ain't shit. <laughs> Which is not the same shit, but like it's incredibly tame for what it's kind of hyped up to be. Yeah, if anything, it's kind of more of like a thriller. Like (laughs) I texted earlier and I was like, you know, sees seven once. (laughs) Like, yeah, makes a movie immediately after because it really I mean, there are a lot of parallels to seven. I know I'm not the first person to say that, but like, obviously, John Doe is very similar to Jigsaw and Jigsaw's motives are very similar to like, I mean, he doesn't do like seven deadly sins, but he might as well because that's how he's coming across to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, like everything's grimy and gray and like disgusting. Just everyone lives in a shithole. Like the whole movie takes place. Most of the movie takes place in that nasty, nasty bathroom 
Adam's apartment is disgusting. Yeah, it's just all grungy, 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 and grimy. I was like looking at the parking garage for (laughs) Dr. Gordon's hospital this time. And I was like, first of all, this is the smallest parking garage of all time. I know it was a budget limitation, but still, I'm like, how does this parking garage only hold five cars? Um, (laughs) But then I'm like, why does the parking garage at this hospital look like this? Like, it's so gross. And it's a hospital. It's, you know? Yeah. It's just the whole. The whole thing has this like this filth over it that again it's very much emulates seven and is trying to have this like kind of grimy like seedy underbelly kind of vibe to it a little bit like look at this I don't know and but literally this is like the underbelly because it's all kind of taking place like underground mm-hmm. but that aesthetic that aesthetic that it has too though like the very kind of grainy everything's kind of green green like a green almost like a green filter mm-hmm. it's not. I don't know if it's green and hostile, but these movies have that same kind of weird vibe filter to them. And it was so funny because I was talking to Steve about this. I was like, yeah, we're talking about Saul today on the podcast. He goes, why do all those fucking movies take place in nasty rooms? Like, it's just so nasty. (laughs) Hostile. Saul. Everything's fucking gross. What the hell? (laughs) I feel like I watched that movie and I'm going to get tetanus just from watching it. And I'm like, it's an incredible way to describe it. It's true. Every, like, I actually wanted to know where it takes place because I'm like, I don't think any cities look like this, like, to this level. Every city has a dearth of weird abandoned buildings where the electricity still works and serial killers just sit there and plot yeah. <laughs> the death. But, like, you never, everybody lives in, like, every single character lives in, like, just filth and, like, squalor. Like, yeah, I I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the, I th- and I think that is part of why people remember it as being so gross. Like, I think mm-hmm. that they're partially thinking maybe subconsciously about how disgusting every single room that all of these characters are always in, like, are. The only house that looks, like, kind of nice but really dark is Dr. Gordon's house. Well, and again, like, these movies have that James Wan kind of, like, highly stylized vibe where it's not, like, it's not comic booky, but you know, you, you know, like, this is obviously like, his first movie, so his, his, his whole, like, aesthetic hasn't necessarily been completely established yet, but you can kind of see it a little bit, like, especially mm-hmm. in the doctor's house, if that makes sense. Like, it's got that weird vibe where, like, it's definitely a house, and it looks like a house, but it's, like, a little too stylized. Like, the colors are just a little bit too weird, and, like, everything is just a little bit too perfect. Like, I got mm-hmm. that vibe when I was when I watched Insidious with their houses, like, and, and The Conjuring, where it's, like, they're not, there's nothing outwardly weird about it, but, like, just the way that he frames shots and, like, his production designers create these spaces, like, there's something about them that are a little bit off-putting. Yeah, I could see that. My question for every filmmaker of that era is what the fuck is with the fast forward editing? Oh my god. The like the like when she's um in the bear trap and like she's like, yes. throwing her head around and it's like sped up really quickly to make it like look like wow, she's losing her mind. <laughs> and and you know what? I don't know. That was she so heavily had a minute. like early two thousand. She really okay. 
real quick before <laughs> I jump to that point because I got feelings. That happened. They did that in like thirteen ghosts. Like it was such an early, like it was such an early to mid two thousands thing. I feel like in a lot of horror movies. Like I don't know who started it and why they thought it was a good idea, but it was definitely like very much a product of this very particular time period in horror filmmaking, where that kind of very chaotic editing was used to like somehow telegraph fear. <laughs> when really, it was like yeah, really stupid or panic. and kind of yeah. And it just kind of reminds me of like a really bad music video. Well, I think that is where it started. Like, I mean, I uh, I didn't okay. I didn't look into this, so I could be wrong, but I I think that new metal videos like started that trend. Specifically, I'm thinking Marilyn Manson. The what video is it? It might be The Beautiful People. I can't remember. That was a really scary music video, by the way, when I was a child. But I'm thinking that it happens in that. And then I distinctly remember it was like a whole thing in uh, House on Haunted Hill, the remake. So I think that's what popularized yes. it. If I okay, had to it guess. It was super popular in that movie too. I just remember it. as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, fuck. That is like all over that movie. Yeah, it was like a whole like, it wasn't a plot point, but it was like part of what the like evil characters did. So I think that popularized that style and then for some reason everyone was like ah yes this is the best way to insinuate panic (laughs) i wish they didn't do that i wish they didn't either it's really annoying and just kind of makes me really frustrated whenever i see it it takes me out of a movie so fucking fast like it has like a little charm for me because like it just makes me think of my youth Kind yeah, of. sure. <laughs> well, for this movie, <laughs> yeah. especially, like, honestly, because I saw this movie in the theater. I know what you're thinking. Weren't you too young? Yes, I was, because I <laughs> snuck into the theater. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and uh, I was with my friends. So it, like, did make me kind of think of that, like, being, like, a young goth and sneaking in to Aww. see this movie. Okay. Um, I love Getting that. really creeped out. But, like, yeah, I hate that editing style. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, especially in the, in this, it's like too much. Like it's the whole entire frame where a lot of the other, um, the other movies is like particularly House on Haunted Hill. They only do like the characters like head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So for this, I kept like having to look away during mm-hmm. Amanda's scene, which again, she only had one minute, but clearly all of that would have taken... I, I would estimate at least 10 minutes. That's what I, I was like. This is I was sitting there like watching this and I was just like, you fucking broke free and like didn't have a plan. <laughs> like didn't know that the fucking lock was in the back of your head. I know. Like, I, did I mean, you think he I was joking? Like, I don't know. It was just so funny watching this. I was like, look, I understand being panicked in that situation. Like, it's a fucked up situation. And it's probably really hard to think. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I'd like to pretend that I'd be smart. But who's, who's to fucking say? Who's to know what I'm going to do in that scenario? But her just, like, dawdling with, like, the whole, like, thing. And then, like, yeah. tr- trying to get the key. I was just like, man, you have one fucking minute. You have 60 goddamn seconds. Yeah. And she walks so slowly over to the guy, too. So I'm like, that. your walk alone just took. 15 seconds (laughs) so i did totally forget that he was alive and i was like bitch all you gotta do is like cut open a dead guy (laughs) 
I totally <laughs> forgot that he was alive. And I was like, like, but right before like the reveal, I was like, oh no, wait, shit, he is alive. That's right. I was like, that wouldn't be that easy. <laughs> and that's the thing. Why, so like, again, if if Jigsaw is not a killer, how was that guy? Like, was that guy being tested? How was he going to get out? It doesn't seem like he was being tested. It looked like he was just used basically like as bait or something and he was going to be killed so therefore you are a killer my dude my dude don't you think oh yeah oh oh yeah i there was like i just think that he like again i'm not like really familiar with all of the movies i've only seen the first two and i've only seen them like a handful of times but just like his whole philosophy is so like dumb (laughs) Like, I get the kind of, like, you guys don't respect life, so blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just, to me, it's, like, a whole, like, again, like, an incel-y kind of bullshit thing, an excuse to inflict pain upon others. Yeah, like, get a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but you don't need to, like, teach everyone a lesson. Why does he do it again? Like, what's the, what's the in-lore explanation? Help me. So, in this movie, like, just forgetting everything else we come to know, in this movie, it's basically, I don't even know if it's, like, outright said, but it's at least implied that he does it because Dr. Gordon didn't treat him like a human being when he was yeah like, talking about his diagnosis. And, uh... There's other stuff that comes, like, about later on in the series, but... Oh, so, like, Dr. Gordon's fall for, like, the whole goddamn thing? In in this movie, yes. In this movie. In this movie. Yeah, because it's, like, other stuff comes to light eventually, where it's, like, there was, like, a mishap and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, in this, <laughs> he, he uh, didn't treat him like a human, and he was just treating him, like garbage in this teaching hospital yeah and okay that's yeah, a, okay. that's pretty much it and then he just so happened to also be like wanting to cheat on his wife but i don't think actually ever does he says he doesn't yeah and it does seem like when you see that part where they're at the hotel that this was their first meeting and then he just is like never mind i can't do this I'm kind of inclined to think that he didn't cheat on his wife. The more I think about the story, the more I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) It really does fall apart. Like Like, weird little plot holes like that really like it's like Swiss cheese if you poke at it a little bit too much. Yeah. Like Zep is another one. Like why was he really being tested? What the hell? He was defending him. Remember? Like the guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like why? And then also it's like, okay, Zep is a, a... red herring so he doesn't actually want to kill dr gordon's wife and daughter yet he's like taunting them with a gun and like listening to their heartbeats like speed up when he pulls a gun on them and stuff yeah it's oh just, i didn't even like, fucking think about that just like why and is then, he doing is yeah he just a psychopath but like always like the but ru- he's he talks not. about the rules like he just wants to follow the rules to get everything done so we can get the poison the antidote for the poison Exactly. And why is he even getting poison? And then also it's like, uh, you know, you see him later on. He clearly doesn't want to have to kill them. But it's like, so you don't want to kill them. You just want to torture them with the gun so that you can freak them out. Like, I'm. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I've seen this a lot. 
<laughs> and you're like, these are all the fucking problems with this movie. Someone please <laughs> fix it. Wow. But that's the thing. I don't want them to fix it because the way it works out in the movie, like if you just accept these things, if you don't question them and like, I, I'm a proponent of doing that in movies where it's like, okay, just like let it go and let it happen. Let's see where it goes, you know, instead of yeah. picking it apart and holding on to everything and acting like everything's important. Just let it play out. And, you know, I like how the story ends up, you know, I like where it goes. And yeah, so I don't want these things to be fixed. It's just like, if you think about it <laughs> within the series, like within the film, rather, uh, you know, Jake Saw sucks and <laughs> and makes no fucking sense at all. Nope, and that's why we love it. Because I don't think this movie, like you, like you were saying, like I don't know if they made this movie to make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like they're probably and I'm like, fine with that. Fucking roll with it. But it's true. Like the more you think about it, the more you're like, hmm. Wait a second. Exactly, but. Like, it's, like, at the end of the day, like, I think the, the whole movie basically lives to serve the reveal at the end. So, and come Man, on. Man, that fucking reveal. Iconic. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> We're back on it. We're back to yeah. it. That it's reveal. so fun to show someone that for the first time, you know? Oh, it's so good. And, like, it is, it really is worth it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes movies... It's like, was it worth it? It's like, oh, it 100% was. So that movie is fun. Like, there's no denying that this movie is fun. It's gross. It's fucked up. It's weird. And then you get to that ending and you're just like, holy shit. And then we have a franchise that was born out of it. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't good, but some of them are like really fun to watch. So I w- Two? I'll, I'll let it go. Two made me physically ill because I'm terrified of needles, which is, like, this is not, like, a news story. But, like, everyone, I feel like everyone had this experience with Saw 2. But, like, I saw Saw 2 and I had to run out of the, I watched it at home with my stepdad. I hadn't seen the first Saw, but I was like, eh, fuck it. Like, it'll be fine. I'll watch the second one. Uh, as soon as her ass got thrown into that pit of hypodermic needle. Ugh, God. Um, <gasps> makes me sick every time. I had to run out of the room. I almost threw up. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's terrible. And, like, I am covered in tattoos. that's a really visceral trap. I have facial piercings. But that one was fucking terrible. That got me, like, incredibly hard. In your defense, it is different when it's, like, a medical versus, like, a tattoo. It is, yeah. Oh, many a a person who has drawn blood from me has had this discussion because they always laugh at me. Because they're like, ma'am... Like, in a night, like, they're very nice. Like, they're, like, teasing me to, like, distract me. But they're like, woman, look at you. And I was like, I know, but it's different. (laughs) Like, it's usually really nice nurses that are, like, just giving me a hard time and, like, trying to make me laugh before they shove Mm. a needle in my arm. I think it's funny now that a lot of those chairs that you have to sit in, they have, like, a thing that comes down so that (laughs) if you pass out, yeah, you land on the chair. Yep. That makes me laugh. Uh, I have a tattoo that says resist much, obey little. 
and I got my blood drawn once, and this woman was like, oh, you were rebel, huh? And then she was, like, di- <laughs> like was distracting me and then started taking my blood, and I was like, damn, she's smart. Like, that really fucking distracted the shit out of me. Oh, look at her. She was very smart. But also, like, my thing is, and I just, like, I, I am terrified of needles, but, like, I have the panic attack before I go back, <laughs> like, privately. Like, I know that there are people who have, like, panic attacks when it's about to happen, but I just, like, get it over with before I go back there and, like, try to keep it together because of my embarrassment of myself. <laughs> like, Aww. no. It's Nothing a whole to thing. Be embarrassed about. I had a nurse when I was younger, like, scream at me and tell me to stop being a child. <gasps> like, and I was, I think I was, like, barely a teenager, if not a teenager. So, and she, so like, a child. Got, yeah, I was yeah, I was a child. I was still I was my pediatrician. Like <laughs> Wow. And this woman yelled at me to get my shit together and I was just like, uh What so, yeah. an asshole. Anyway. I will say not being afraid of needles, very useful as a trans person. Yeah. I would yeah. I'm like, sure, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. And I don't have like a problem with blood either, so I'm like, cool. Well that's good. I, th- yeah, I feel like I trained yeah. myself to be this way, but I don't remember ever really having, like, a really terrible fear. Maybe when I was a kid, but... Yeah, I don't know, like, where it came from. Hey, just one of those things. I was irrationally very, like... People are always like, me too, but no. I was, like, irrationally, extremely phobic of clowns when I was a kid. Like, if oh. you even... Like, if you mentioned, like, the circus, I would start, like, hyperventilating. Oh. Yeah, like, I would have to leave. Like, I remember. So you were, like, scared, scared of clowns. I had to leave school twice. Yeah, because um, for two different assemblies, like, they said, one, they said um, it wasn't even that day. (laughs) They were, like, the circus is coming for an assembly, and that sent me, and I had to go home, because I started, like, having a panic attack. I was, like, in first grade, and then the day that it actually came, that was a, that was a mess, and I had to go home, because I had a panic attack in class. Yeah. Also, irrationally, and as you know, uh, I I don't know if it's irrationally, but very afraid of snakes, so one time, we went to the Natural History Museum, and they were showing us, like, snake skin and i started having a panic attack um and crying hysterically oh, and relax. i was in second grade and uh the only way that i calmed down was they brought out one of the little mice because you know i love <laughs> animals and they let me hold the little mouse and i calmed down oh that was so sweet of them yeah they were like, it's not a snake, it's just the skin. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was I like, I know. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I, I know, I know in my brain that it is not a snake, but too bad. Try explaining that to my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Aww. so needless to say, um, it's just one of those things. It doesn't. Maybe nothing happened, and you're just afraid of it. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I was, I was squeamish for a very long time. Like blood freaked me out. And, like I yeah. talked about, I've talked about this before. Like I wasn't able to watch gory stuff. Like I just like I couldn't do it. And I don't. I guess I just I think I like hyped myself up 
with it. This was my problem. And this this was my problem for a very long time was that like I would hype myself up over things and like, get myself worked up about how bad something was going to be. Like when I first saw The Village, I was like so I was so ready for it to be the scariest movie I'd ever seen. The um, Village? I, I was a young child. I was weird. I hyper fixations and my brain at that time were very bizarre. But like the marketing made it seem scary when it was coming out in theaters. So I was like That's ready true. for this like creature movie and I was like so hype. And like and by hype I mean like I had worked myself up into like a fucking tizzy over it to the point that like I did I couldn't go to the theater to see it because every time I was about to go see it I'd have like a fucking breakdown. Oh <laughs> like, wow. I have a lot of brain weird brain stuff. Um but that was me for a long time with like horror movies and with gory and like with gory movies in particular, like Saw and Hostel. And then I think I just built up this narrative in my head that they were so bad. And then I finally watched them and I was like, oh, gore isn't that bad. And then I kind of just started watching more gore. And here we are. I wonder, like, so when you finally did watch this, when when in your life did you watch it? So this came out in 2004. So what year would you say you well, actually when... sat down to watch it? When did the second one come out? Because the, uh, the first one I saw was the second one, actually. The fuck? Saw two. When did Saw two? 2005? 2005, okay. So the next year? I saw Saw two in 2006, and I saw the first Saw, that's so fucking confusing <laughs> sounding, when I was in high school, and I was in high school from 2007 to 2011. So I think I saw this movie 2007, 2008, because I had two best friends in high school. And when we were in high school, we were like, oh, we don't have to, we don't go trick or treating anymore. Like, we're adults. We're going to watch horror movies all night. So we would watch horror movies, and Saw was one of the, the movies we picked um, for one of our movie nights for Halloween one year. Yeah, that was also where they watched The Blair Witch Project and they laughed the whole way through it and I was so mad because I fucking love The Blair Witch Project and they made fun of it the whole time. <laughs> I was so mad at them. Oh my god, one time, <laughs> so I feel angry. like, I don't remember who it was, but I was watching it with someone who had never seen it and they were on their phone the whole time and then it ended and they were like, yeah, I don't get why everyone likes that movie. It was kind of boring. I'm like, you didn't watch it! <laughs> <sighs> Ma'am. She is not a Christian. <laughs> but yeah, I I saw this in high school and was like, because like high school was when I really like started getting into like high school was when I was like, okay, let's watch Teeth, let's watch Midnight Meat Train. Like June, like sophomore, junior year of high school was when I really started to become like a gore hound, which is like, I guess like that's pretty standard. I, sh- I couldn't, I shouldn't have been like a gore hound when I was younger, but I guess it's like knowing how much I loved horror movies, it was like hard for me to watch gore until like middle, like middle end of high school. I sound like a psychopath. <laughs> no, not really. So when you finally like, did watch this, did you think funny. it was gory? I definitely thought it was gory. I definitely was, like, grossed out by parts of it. I think especially, like, when he gets, when the detective gets the shotgun to his head, the, the shotgun trap, like, that oh, was gross. Yeah. I and then about that. when they showed 
yeah, the shotgun trap was nasty. Um, but I, I and I like it's like I knew like the foot gets sawed off because that's like it was like parodied in a bunch of stuff like scary movie made fun of it or one of the scary movies made fun of it. Um, like everyone, it was like in the zeitgeist, so I kind of knew what to expect. Um. But yeah, I don't remember being exceptionally shocked by it. I think I, since I'd already seen two and it had been like fucked up by that one, I was like, mm. there's nothing that could <laughs> Two is like, way worse, I think. Like, in terms it is, of gore. It, I agree. I think two is way worse. So when I saw one, I was like, this ain't shit. <laughs> I'd already or seen maybe the not second gore, one. but stuff that makes you a little squeamish. I always remember that one and the one where she has to put her hands through the, the razors and she cuts her wrists and, like, bleeds out. Yeah, I thought that is Saw too. No, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. I'm saying that's from, from that's, that, the needle pit and that from Saw two, are the ones, like, I oh. always remember. Yeah, I, that's the one I was thinking of, uh, where it's, like, uh, and the guy getting in the, like, oven thing, but. Oh, that's right, the oven! <laughs> yeah. When you were talking about how it was, like, in the zeitgeist, like, that he cuts off his foot, I was thinking about how this was still back in the times when, like, uh, trailers and, like, news reports and stuff, they would fully spoil movies. Like, and no one cared is the thing. Like, um, I remember being a kid and seeing, like, I think it was, like, the Today Show where they talk about the end of The Sixth Sense, like, the twist. And everybody just knew that was going to happen, but, like, everyone was cool with knowing because they were going to see it anyway. You know, and how, like, now, if you show anything that could even be remotely misconstrued as a spoiler, people will fully try to, like, take down your movie. My, well, my, that's my favorite with the Scream trailer, where people were just like, it's a spoiler. And I'm like, how does anyone know if it's a fucking spoiler yet? Like, no one's seen the fucking movie. We don't know what's a spoiler. But not only that, it's like, I fucking doubt it. Because, I mean, I didn't watch the Scream trailer, because I, I never watch trailers, as you know. But, um, just in case, you know. But, like, historically, I mean, they they can't even take those scripts. Like, you know what I mean? Like it for the Scream franchise. No, in exactly, exactly. Like they have to like go through, jump through all these hoops to get pages of the script to memorize, and then they can like trade them out or something like that. You know, because um, yeah, they're I think it was really, Scream really 2 got spoiled. Yeah, like back in the day, Scream Two got spoiled on the internet, and ever since then, it's been like widely known that like the actors barely get to see the scripts and they all get different versions or something like so no one knows who the killers ever are i doubt it was a spoiler because like why would they be lenient with the company that makes the trailer you know yeah that's just my guess but that's exactly what i'm saying is like people will freak out but back then like, when this came out, I remember in the trailer, like, him being like, he wants us to cut through our feet. But, like, the name of the fucking movie is Saw, which is so funny to me. Like, it's literally he just saws off his foot. Yep. It's in the name. You know it's, it's in the name. Happen. 
it's and I also think it's funny when you think about like <laughs> all of Jigsaw's traps are like you have ten seconds to run fifty miles, um, <laughs> but then this one trap is like you have till six p.m., uh, which is like yes, uh, however you have six long six hours to kill somebody. That's like. Yeah. That seems generous. <laughs> yeah, it's like so long. It's like conveniently long. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have 60 seconds to get out of a fucking bear trap on your fucking head. Or like, you know, five seconds to read thousands of numbers on a wall with a candle. Oh, and by the way, you're flammable <laughs> right now. Which that one always grosses me out. I think because he looks greasy. Ugh, he's just greasy. It's gross. Even though that's in the trailer, I guess you could say you don't know if he's going to do that because he has six hours to do all this fucking shit. And then for some reason, he waits till like right after the six hours to start doing the shit. Yes. Which confusing. Another. Odd. That's another fucking thing. Jake saw such a stickler for these fucking rules. But Dr. Gordon saws off his foot after the six hours and escapes the room. After yeah, the six ass- hours. We assume he survives, right? Like, that's the assumption we're supposed to make? We come to know later on. Um, so, I guess, spoiler alert for oh, just... one of the other spa- saws, but yes, he lives. Uh, is he in another Saw movie? Is Carrie Elwes in another Saw movie? Yeah, because you see him, like, l- like live. I-, I don't remember if he lives for very long, but... Uh, okay. You, he basically makes an appearance to like show what happened to him after he left that room. Oh, pretty sure. Fascinating. Yeah, they kind of all blur together a little bit for me after mm. a point, but yeah, he does make an appearance. I wanted to watch all of them when Jigsaw came out, and then I just didn't. I have no reason <laughs> other than I just didn't want to. Do you mean Jigsaw or Spiral? Spiral. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spiral. That's what I meant. Oops. I still haven't seen that. Because it I looked ever... terrible. Signs all pointed to not good from what I saw on the internet. But some people liked it. I was just surprised anyone expected it to be great. Don't we get one of these like every year or two? I just feel like... still. Or did we... Did it slow down? I, I have not kept well, up with, again, once again, have not kept up with Saw. They used to come out every October. And, like, I would yeah. see every year, because my birthday is October 22nd. So, Friday. <gasps> the day after Happy this birthday. recording when everyone's hearing it. Thank you. Turning 30. <gasps> Flirty and thriving? Yes. Yes. But I would see Paranormal Activity with my aunt. And my mom and my sister on our birthday. And then we would see Saul also. Guess what dumb bitch question I just had. Hmm. Is your birthday hmm. with your sister? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's funny because you're a twin. Yep. For those of yep. you who didn't know. Yeah. For I'm a dumbass. don't know. I have an identical twin sister. Actually, well, I, don't, I, I think I told you this. Um... We were, like, conjoined on our backs. You you did tell me that. You did, in fact, tell me that. So, Malignant, that was not a surprise to me. (laughs) (laughs) Killed her again. Does that make you Gabriel? (laughs) Got him. 
oh, I'm definitely Gabriel. And in basket case, I'm definitely Belial. And like, we've <laughs> talked about it. My sister and I have talked about it. She's the better looking twin. So I am Gabriel and Belial. Oh my God. I love, <laughs> because I've had that conversation. It's actually really funny because we're identical, but it's like we were born really early and like blah, 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 all this, like all these complications and um, we're like a weird type of identical where it's like called like polar identical or something and we really don't look alike. And she like oh. at my wait, whole wait, entire you're identical, life, but not look. Okay. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So we have the like same like DNA or something, but uh, yeah, it it was like some weird shit happened. Huh. <laughs> Magic. I don't know. In the in the womb or something. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. Um, yes. Yeah. So we needless to say, we we don't really look like like we look related, but but uh I always say we kind of look more like we might be like cousins. Oh. Cuz she's like pretty thin and like she looks more like uh native american than i do like classically oh. native american and like i look kind of native american but i feel like you can see more of the mexican in me okay yeah so anyway my whole life everybody has always like thought she was the prettier twin and like everyone would always be like your sister's so hot <laughs> so i am gabriel <laughs> ew but I'm fine with it. I don't care. I'm the funny Ew. one. That's true. <laughs> She's is really Gabriel funny. Is Gabriel the though, funny one? <laughs> Gabriel? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel is definitely the funny one, in my opinion. He's like causing Gabriel's got chaos. Bad jokes. Yeah, and he's like, I'm. Gonna, I'm making. I'm making Steve watch that movie with me this weekend. <gasps> he hasn't seen because he yet. didn't. He didn't. No, because I watch the screener at like two in the morning by myself because that's how I function. Um, and <laughs> he hadn't seen it and he wants to see it. And I was like, let's watch it this weekend. It's so good. Oh, what a delight. But, a you know, he's only allowed to like that if he hates Halloween Kills. Oh, man, I did hate Halloween Kills. Sorry. Wait, what did you say? I hated Halloween Kills. Oh, no, I, yeah, I was just kidding because, like, people, oh, okay. snarky little Twitter people are like, people who like malignant hate Halloween kills. Why? Like, um, because one is, like, good. <laughs> one is not. Where's the lie? Have you none, heard of that? None detected. Anyway. This wasn't, this isn't a malignant no podcast, but it should be. I hope you can hear all the shade. Anyway. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'd be surprised. Like whenever someone's like, "Oh, I don't really like saw like the first saw." I'm like, "Really?" Yeah, that is wild to me. What's not to like? Yeah, I will say that this movie it's just a wild time had a budget of one point two million dollars and made a hundred and th- this movie was made for one point two million and was and made a hundred and three point nine million dollars. Like, good for them. <laughs> Yeah, good for them, especially because they got turned down, like, everywhere in Australia. Australia. Yeah. Um, Australia. So they had to come here and make it. <laughs> They're like, yeah. you know who would let us make this dumbass movie? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Americans. Hell yeah! Woohoo! And we ate that shit up. We yearly. sure fucking did. 
yearly consumed it. And now James Wan laughs all the way to the bank. And you know what? And Lee Wan now, really. That's true. Lee Wan was like, oh, yeah, I made Invisible Man now when I just exist and make cool movies sometimes. And they're like, good for you. Use that. <laughs> Use that saw money for good. Because they both get royalties probably with each new fucking movie. I hope they do. And it's not only that, but like he also, it's so fucking weird. Like just real quick, like those two are responsible for three of the biggest horror franchises, like of all time. And we never talk about it. We will talk about fucking Halloween kills for the next 17 fucking years. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? We will. Like, we well, will talk about that movie ad nauseum, but we will not be like, hey, what about the guy? Like, what about Malignant? Like, Malignant dominated a conversation for a long time, but, like, it should eclipse Halloween Kills still. <laughs> it's Please. not even just that. It's, like, the horror community is so funny because, like, I, I think na- now we're more like we want new stuff and we embrace new things. But for so yeah. long, I mean, as you know... You know, the conversation was always, like, the top, like, four franchises, like, But it's still, but, like, the the problem is it still is, because uh, just tapping into what I know from working at Dread Central is that, like, a lot of the content that does so well for us, it's always existing franchises. Like, new, 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 like, films and series and stuff don't do as well as IP. And so I think that's why these these this keeps happening. Like we all know this. Like it's the money, but like it's so true that people are so much more likely to click and read and watch things associated with the familiar franchise rather than seeking out. And like, because I feel like you and I run in like a smaller circle of horror that's a mm-hmm. little bit more like reaching out to new stuff. But like in the broader sense of people who aren't writing about horror, it's been very fascinating to kind of see that because I never really thought about it. Until I saw, until I had to like think about it for a living, and it's kind of sad. It kind of depresses me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because like you'll see the same like five like like if you go to the horror convention here, like you can find tons of shirts, but they're gonna be the same four characters on every shirt. Yeah, that yes, exactly. Like, you it's know what I mean? And Freddy, I do think about Michael, it. Michael, like, blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like weird because. I mean, I guess we're a little off track, but who cares? It's our podcast. <laughs> but, like, it's weird because people, like, if you ask mainstream audiences, they'll be like, we don't want more remakes. We want, like, new stuff. And then they get new stuff, and they're like, not like that. <laughs> I, I mean... Like, put your money I, where I, your I, mouth is and, like, support All the those divisive movies. horror movies, right? Like, yeah. Like, take... um. I, I don't know what's a device like take her hereditary for example right if you ask normies like if they like that movie i'm sure some of them did but i feel like most of them would be like oh, i don't get it you know but I, I maybe hereditary is not a good one maybe midsummer like yeah that might because i feel like most people who like a lot of people who talk about horror to me scary. are like i've seen hereditary and i'm like oh, okay so you yeah. know you and have seen really fucked up shit <laughs> But yeah, like Midsummer is a good example. It's like this is different, different ish. You know, I mean, I know there's people who'd be like, it's a Wicker Man remake, which no, it isn't. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in a fight. Um, but you know that, and the, they get something unique and different like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, no, we we don't want that. But you'll watch. Michael Myers stalk women for 400 years, which is fine. Like, so will I. I'm just saying, 
you know, if you want new stuff, you have to actually want new stuff. Yeah, and you have to actually watch the new stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to like all of the new stuff. I'm just saying, like, you can't be like, well, that was yeah. too weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. May, I guess you can, but what was I going to say, though, about that? It was about, oh, no, but James Wan and um, Lee Wanell, you know, we talk about Halloween and, and Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street as, like, the big franchises, but... I don't understand why we're excluding Insidious, The Conjuring, Saw. Like, you know what I mean? Those are mm-hmm. huge. I, I, they had to broken some records, you know? So it's oh, like, The Conjuring I, definitely did. Yeah, so I don't get why those are, like, not thought of as, like, some of the top franchises, like, in horror history. I think they are definitely thought of that way, but I think because they're so new and, like, they're still making and, like, you know what I mean? I feel like the, the ones that we talk true, about, but... like, the Halloween stuff. It's, I'm not saying it makes sense necessarily, but, like, that is kind of my thinking is, like, those those play, those franchises are now having reboots while the, the franchise, like, the popular franchises now are still, like, making original movies. They're not necessarily not rebooting, rebooting something. So it's, like, I just don't well, know if Saul. people. That's true. Well, you're right. I... That's a re- that was a reboot. That's right? true. I, yeah, we didn't. See but yeah, it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I also think I'm curious like about like younger generations of horror fans too, and like what they think of when they think of the big franchises. Because like we're kind of stuck in the middle of being like, oh yeah, we know like the Michael Myers and the Jason and whatever the fuck. But then like we also grew up with Saw and Paranormal Activity and The Conjuring and Insidious. So like we're also in an, a weird little spot too of like. It's kind of a cool spot of like growing up with these franchises, but yeah. also being like more being aware of the older ones and like because to I me, think it's when the I think best of, spot, I do too. I think, yeah, yeah. Because I I think that I mean I know like you said we run in like smaller circles, but I think that people our age are more receptive to both reboots, remakes, and totally original shit. And we want yeah. to see it. Well, and like Terry and I talked. Terry and I talked about this on Scarred for Life about because we we did this whole thing where we looked at like early two thousands remakes of like Hills mm-hmm. Have Eyes and of like Piranha and House of Wax and how those remakes were how a lot of people in our generation were exposed to the like the old the other franchises. Absolutely, like, yeah. A couple of those were my first like I saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake before I saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And mm, so So did I. Yeah, so I think like we exist in this interesting little like like interesting slice of like franchise overlap weirdness that I think is really interesting and really cool. And yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting to think about like these time periods and like what it, it felt like this like early two thousands like this huge shift for horror. You know what I mean? Like it felt like a very mm-hmm. integral time for the horror genre. And it's so funny because you know if you ask like older like someone of an older generation of like horror fan like about the early 2000s they'll say it was like a dead period but if you ask people our age we're like we love like 13 oh ghosts <laughs> house on haunted hill house on haunted hill oh my god yeah exactly like stay alive i love that movie i don't care yeah but the other thing i was thinking about was like a lot of the franchises that were popular in the 80s 
that we talk about are slashers and we don't well there mm-hmm. there are new slashers coming out now but like we don't have a slash we don't necessarily have a slasher franchise like the franchises we have now are very different like saw is yeah. a serial like a fucking crazy serial killer and then the conjuring is go- like as ghosts and i know there were other kinds of franchises in the 80s too but like the big ones are slashers that are driven by these like personalities and i say that in scare quotes because a lot of them don't actually have a personality <laughs> yeah, yeah the but closest like, i guess we would have is <laughs> Ghostface. yeah yeah um and Ghostface is still like a not early like early-ish for us but, like, we grew up while the other movies were coming out. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just really fascinating to think about that. This has been Reflection Hour. <laughs> Reflection Hour. <laughs> with Tax and Mary Beth. Blackstone Audio presents. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, shall we wrap up our, our discussion about Saw? No. I want to keep going forever. No. They can listen to everything we have to say. I have to edit this. I don't want to edit this forever. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I guess we can wrap up. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for listening to Watch Once Never Again. Um, If you like the podcast, please remember to uh, subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps. Um, Yes, please. you You follow the podcast at wona podcast right is at wona pod or at wona podcast at wona podcast yep (laughs) it's at wona podcast on twitter um you can email us at wona podcast at gmail.com right Mm -hmm. i never do the outro um (laughs) (laughs) who am i uh you can follow us on twitter i'm at daxy bobbin and I'm at MB McAndrews. And um, what are we doing next week? I don't know. It's your choice next week. And it's the last episode of Torture Porn-tober. I think, I think we should do the one that I meant to pick <laughs> uh, last week. Anyway. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll watch Borderland next week. But yeah. So Borderland is next week. That's the end of Port torture porn-tober. Get into it. Get into it. All right. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.